Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Good morning, Diaria! It's time to wake up. It's five, and we're live. Oh, is this thing on? I don't care. I want him to hear. This is the pregame show. Your early morning shot of sports on 95.7. The game. Come on! Yes, sir! Stephen Langford in with you. Welcome to the pregame show. Happy Thursday, everybody. And it is actual happy Thursday. We got a Warriors win last night. No Steph, obviously. But no Clay, no Draymond, no Otto Porter Jr. You're starting both of your rookies. The starting five is Jordan Poole, Jonathan Kamiga, Kavon Looney, Andrew Wiggins, and Moses Moody. And you beat the first place in the Eastern Conference Miami Heat. 118 to 104? Down to 37 seconds. Poole will hold it outside with seven seconds to shoot. Fades to the right, takes a three, and hits it. There's your final dagger of the night. If it wasn't done before, it is definitely done now. 118 to 100. 30 points for Jordan Poole. And here come the Warriors bench up celebrating tonight. What a win. And that was the dagger three that really put them over the top. But... Man, this game was fascinating. So, from the first quarter on, you're just thinking, wow, this team's in it. (laughs) They're facing a Heat team, which is playing a majority of their players. They weren't playing everybody, of course. Uh, Tyler Hero wasn't playing in this game, so they were missing uh, some of their pieces, but... You still had Kyle Lowry, Jimmy Butler, Bam Adebayo, Duncan Robinson, and P.J. Tucker as your starting five. That's a very capable starting five. But the Warriors were without three of their main guys, at least when one of them is out. Otto Porter Jr. becomes one of those main guys. And especially with how big he was rebounding the basketball against the Orlando Magic, he was huge in that game. But... This was the biggest win of the season. I didn't think that anything could overtake their performance on Christmas Day against the Suns. 
I didn't think anything could surpass that. Nothing. That was, as far as all the wins they could get in the season, that one was the pinnacle. But considering you're on a road trip, you just lost your best player, you had 10 games left going into the season, uh, 10, 10 games left in the season going into the game last night, and you're fighting for that three seed, because if you stay the three seed, you probably play the Nuggets, and the Nuggets right now are just looking tired. They're looking tired, and Mike Malone, their coach, says that Jamal Murray isn't very close to being back, so if you can get the Nuggets in the first round, I'm feeling pretty good about that first-round matchup. But this had to have been the biggest game of the season, and the beautiful part about it is it wasn't just one singular player. Now, a large part of the show today is going to be a conversation about Jordan Poole and what the team has to do with him. Because this dude continues to perform 39 minutes on the floor, 30 points, 7 of 13 from 3, 10 of 18 overall from the field. And to anyone yesterday who was texting in about how Jordan Poole is all about himself and only goes to play hero ball... Well, he had nine assists on the day. He was that main guy on the team last night to contribute to the win. And when Jonathan Kaminga fouled out with about five minutes left in the game, if you were watching the NBC Sports Bay Area broadcast, you heard how Fitz and Buki were talking about it. Jonathan Kaminga was awesome in yesterday's game, especially on defense, although he was fouling a little too much and falling into Jimmy Butler's traps. Jimmy Butler and then falling into his elbow on that sixth foul. But when he fouled out, you needed some scoring. And as soon as he did, they just continued to knock down three-pointer after three-pointer. And Jordan Poole was the focal point of the offense. The defense was paying attention to him because they knew the offense was going through him. So Jordan Poole was creating shots while also getting guys open. Whenever he was getting doubled, then he'd lead it to a pass to Andrew Wiggins, then to a cutting Damian Lee. Damian Lee, like, you could really go across the board here. You could go down the list of players. Everybody contributed. Moses Moody, not so much. Moses Moody, it was 0 for 4 from the field, 0 for 2 from 3. He had a couple of good looks. Wasn't his best game, but he was still good enough. I mean, his his plus minus was a plus 6, so he wasn't that bad. But Kevon Looney, Andrew Wiggins, Jonathan Kamingo, all of those guys. But then there's Damian Lee coming off the bench. Damian Lee, in his 31 minutes, scored 22 points. He was 3 of 6 from 3. But here's the most important stat, and this is one that you don't see a lot of with these teams. And this is something I didn't expect from Damian Lee. But he was 9 of 9 from the free throw line. He was playing physical. He was playing smart. He was playing like he really had nothing to lose. And this is this was, in my recent memory, Damian Lee's best game. He actually got 
off to a hot start shooting the basketball. He always he he does have those lapses on defense, uh, but he got off to a hot start shooting the basketball. Then ever since you know de- December rolled into January, that's when it started becoming inconsistent, and we're wondering where Damian Lee's place is on this team. And quite frankly, up until yesterday's game, we didn't think Damian Lee was really playable. But with Steph off the floor, and then of course. You have Dre and Clay and uh, and Otto Porter Jr. taking the night off. You needed him to step up, and Damian Lee did big time. And I think a big difference in this game, too, and something we didn't talk about too much with that magic loss, but the only guy that played in this game yesterday that really didn't play a lot in that magic game was Gary Payton II. Gary Payton II what he does on the defensive end, forget offense. I mean, offensively, he scored 11 points. One of two from three, five of six from the field. Really, the stat line that Gary Payton had last night, combined with the defense, I mean, there was that possession, and he's done this throughout the season, throughout his career with the Warriors, but there there was a possession where they were trying to get the ball to somebody open, but Gary Payton was tipping every single pass that was coming around around his way. Like he had such a he has such an eye for the ball. It's 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 unbelievable to watch. But he was awesome on the defensive end and in that Magic game he really didn't play that much. But in his 27 minutes on the floor, he had the type of stat line that really you want to see from Draymond Green. You want to see a guy play great defense while also getting 10 points. Maybe scoring a three-pointer. He only had five rebounds and one assist, so you do want a little more out of that from Draymond if he's your starting power forward. But that's what we're asking for right there. GP2 was huge in this game. Nemenya Bielitsa! Bielitsa, of course, he had a couple of those boneheaded plays, but Bielitsa, for the most part, I thought was good in his 19 minutes on the floor. He was playing tough. He was playing. He was he was rebounding. Very physical. Um, just not letting the not letting the Heat do anything on the offensive glass. Passing the ball. He had five assists last night. I thought Bielitsa was actually pretty good, and he knocked down a three. And he was four of four from the free throw line. It, it was. It's wild. <laughs> Derek in Union City, Jeez, Lankford, I can't figure these guys out. I'm not throwing away the panic meter because I know I'll need it again. Who knows? Maybe this is a one-off, but whatever. Whatever. This was such a big win just for the team in general. You know, because you think, oh, without without Steph, oh, we're we're we're, we're screwed. Oh, without Draymond, we're without Clay, we're definitely screwed. But no, 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 no. You go to a team against the Eastern in, against the the Heat, who's the top of the Eastern Conference, who are also uh, coming off a loss against the Sixers without Harden and Embiid. I said that on yesterday's show. I said, "Look, I know that we all think that they're going to automatically lose to the Heat, but the Sixers, who had Tyrese Maxey as their number one guy, they were able to beat the Heat. So why can why couldn't the Warriors?" I didn't think it was going to happen. I didn't proclaim, oh yeah, the Warriors are going to win. But I said it was possible. And it turns out that I was correct. Now, you did get the Grizzlies winning. So you didn't gain any ground on the two seed. But the Jazz lost. So, boom. You're pretty good there at the three seed right now. And I said, that's got to be the goal. Just get to the end of the year with the three seed 
and I think we'll all be happy as Warriors fans. But we talked about all the guys from the bench, and Jordan Poole was the headliner in his 39 minutes. But Andrew Wiggins, 8 of 16 from the field, 22 points, 3 of 3 from the free throw line, 1 steal, 1 block. He was aggressive yesterday. And he was someone who had a who, who who had a statement. He needed to make a statement. He had a point to prove. I thought Andrew Wiggins in that game was great. And then Jonathan Kaminga. Jonathan Kaminga from the get go. As soon as the game started, he showed the heat. Like, look, as soon as I get the ball in my hands, I'm just going to drive to the rack. That's what I'm going to do. I mean, it doesn't matter. If I catch it in the corner, if I have an open look, yeah, I'm going to take it. I might not make it every single time. But if you're coming in to contest, if you're going to try and close out on my three-pointer, I'm just going to go along the baseline and go for the dunk. And the, his his IQ, it's growing and growing within the game every single game. The way he's able to understand rotations on defense so that he can make those backdoor cuts and go in for a wide-open dunk. Each game, we're seeing that progress. His basketball IQ continues to get better and better. I mean, even Steve Kerr had said uh, during a press conference once that, you know, Kaminga, at first he just, you know, was going out there and using his athleticism. But now he's combining that athleticism in understanding where to be. Kaminga was awesome last night. Every single player... And then Looney. Kavon Looney, 16 rebounds, three of them offensive, but he had that big sequence at the end of the game when Kaminga had fouled out and you needed to get a rebound somewhere. And Kaminga is diving all, all over the floor, trying to get the ball, and somehow comes up with it and gets the pass off to Damian Lee. The little effort plays right there. It, it, everybody contributed in this game. Everybody contributed. From the 707, Memphis is going to be a problem. They look just as good without Jaw. I hate them. <laughs> yeah. I mean, they, look, Memphis are a good team. Memphis are a good team, but you're you're not going to have to worry about them for right now. I mean, right now, it's looking like Memphis is pretty solidified in that two spot. Obviously, the Suns in the one. But the Warriors, that three seed, it's theirs. It's theirs right now. But 888-957-9570, that's the Comcast business text line and the phone number if you want to weigh in. Who impressed you the most last night on the floor? Was it Jordan Poole? Or did you already know that Jordan Poole had that in him? Was it Andrew Wiggins? Was it Kaminga? Was it those guys where, Was it those guys on the bench? Who was it for you? 888 because with Jordan Poole, I don't think it should be any surprise. This dude has been lethal in the month of March. And we'll get to those stats coming up next, as well as what Steve Kerr had to say after the game. Stephen Lightford in on the pregame show, 95.7 The Game. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress-them-on-the-third-date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. 
We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Now back to the pregame show on 95.7 The Game. Here's Stephen Langford. What a big win. What a big win for the Warriors. 118 to 104, beating the Miami Heat in Miami. The second night of a back-to-back after losing a couple of heartbreakers, the one being to San Antonio on that uh, Sunday night and then to the Magic on Tuesday. But they're feeling good going into this game, going against the Hawks. But man, what a win for... Essentially, the bench warriors is what we were playing with. You saw Jordan Poole and Kevon Looney, but man... The rest of the guys, Jonathan Kaminga, Moses Moody, all in that starting five. Damian Lee, Bielitsa, Gary Payton the second. It was good to have his presence felt again on the defensive end. And then on offense, too, we can give you something there. But, man, an overall great win. And then, of course, you had Andrew Wiggins, too. And Andrew Wiggins. Andrew Wiggins, you know, for all the things that we do say about him and for all the ups and downs, and really it's been a lot of downs even, you know, halfway into the month going into the All-Star break. Um, But Wiggins does not miss many games, if any. Like, this dude, I know that he becomes, quote-unquote, invisible on offense. I understand that. But he gives you that effort on the defensive end, even if his shots aren't going in. And he always shows up for every game. He always shows up. And he was much needed in this one. Much needed. From the 415, so obviously you're a big Pool fan, so should he start and bench Clay Before we crown Pool as a bona fide star, let's wait to see how he does... In the playoffs, and the defense is up to pressure. Clay is proven. Pool is not. All right, so you just answered your own question there, 415, but I do think that's going to be a larger conversation, and I don't think it's going to be, do you start or sit Clay instead of Pool? I actually think the Clay versus Wiggins conversation is what's going what's to take over here, so we will get to that later on in the show, but I want to continue to stop. I don't want to talk about the big picture stuff just yet. I want to continue to focus on last night's game, and I do want to focus here, though, on Jordan Poole. Are you not a Poole fan, 415? How can you not be? I know you have this 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 premeditated take on how he is, so you're just going to watch it from, you know, a hateful perspective. Maybe not hate. Nah, that's you know what? That's wrong. That's wrong. I'm, I'm painting you in a bad picture here. I'm painting a bad picture for you here, 415. I'm sorry. Painting you in a bad light. I don't mean to do that. 
But if this dude hasn't impressed you for what he's done this past month, possibly going to be player of the month, then I don't really know what to tell you. Because from the three-point line in this month, he's made 52 of his 107 threes. That's good for a 48.6 percentage. That's the most in the league. Donovan Mitchell, Jason Tatum, Jason Tatum, who has been awesome for the Celtics this month, Malik Beasley, and Trey Young. All of those guys are among the top five and most made threes in the month of March, but none of them are anywhere near the percentage that Jordan Poole is at. Not with the amount of attempts that he's had and the amount of makes that he's had with those attempts. So he's been shooting the three lights out in the past month. He's averaging 24.5 points per game with a 54% percentage from the field, 49, as I just mentioned, from three, and 89% from the free throw line. If you get 50, 40, 90, then you're feeling pretty good. So 54, 49, and 89, that's very good for this month. And last night, when Jonathan Kaminga had fouled out, and shout out to Anthony Slater, of course, Warriors insider. He does great work for The Athletic. He does fantastic recaps for every game. But he was focusing on the high screen and roll. And Steve Kerr talked about it at the end of the game when it was just, let's get the ball into Jordan Poole's hands and let's create something out of it. Here is Steve Kerr talking about Jordan Poole at the end of last night's game. He was fantastic, you know, just running high screen and roll late in the game and uh, drawing a double team and moving the ball. You know, a couple of Wiggs' buckets came when they decided to double Jordan and he got the ball out of his hands quickly. And he was uh, really, really amazing. But he's He's been he's been amazing for a while now. You know, he's really come into his own, and we're going to stay on him about the defense and the boxing out. I thought he had uh, some really good plays uh, at that end and then some plays where he can get better, and so we're going to stay on him with that. But he's doing an amazing job, and uh, it's fun to watch him, his success because um, he's really earned it. This is the 11th straight game where he scored 20 or more points, and he's been very consistent with it. And I already read you those percentage stats, but this one is fascinating. This is from Anthony Slater here talking about the high pick and roll, which is what they use to their advantage. It was, hey, if Duncan Robinson is going to be left out on the floor with these final four guys, because they got P.J. Tucker and Bam Adebayo and Jimmy Butler. Those three for the Heat, they are just as good as any three in terms of a defensive trio in the NBA. Like, those guys are legit. They can guard on the perimeter. They can protect the rim. They can do all of it. But you also got Kyle Lowry and Duncan Robinson because, after all, you do need some shooting, especially in the late late in the fourth quarter if they need to come back from a 10-point deficit. I mean, it was just such an up-and-down game, man. The first quarter and the second quarter, somehow it still remains tied. And then you're going into the fourth quarter, still remains tied, even though the Warriors got up to a 19-point lead. And then the Warriors started to take over. It was just an awesome game. But this stat here from Anthony Slater, the Warriors have run 250 pick-and-roll possessions with Poole as a ball handler this season. They've scored 252 points on them. That output is 1.01 points per possession. 
That is 12th best in the league, just behind Durant, Curry, DeMar DeRozan, Tyrese Maxey, and ahead of Devin Booker and Chris Paul. So Jordan Poole is not only just playing like the Warriors expected him to play and exceeding expectations, actually, but he's playing like an all-star right now. Like an all-star. So Poole has been so good in his nine assists. I mean, yesterday when he started getting doubled, I never thought that it would turn into this. I never thought that it would turn into Jordan Poole being the guy who's getting double teamed. Being the one who the offense is running through here. It's just wild to think about. But he has that confidence. The thing about him is it just doesn't look like he's phased by it. He doesn't look like he's surprised. He's so composed when he's out there. And the patience that he has. Man, there was that play that he had where he just totally switched directions going to the rim. It was like a magician. I don't know how he did it. It was one of those one of those plays where it's the one type of ones that Steph makes where he splits the defense. You don't know how he still has possession of the basketball and he manages to go in for the layup. Jordan Poole has had multiple versions of those in each of these last 11 games. He's been so impressive, but he looks like he does this every single night. And he talked about those high screen and roll plays that they were getting last night late in the game. Try to just go out there and find a mismatch that we can get and just play out of that. I mean, with our offense and everything, you know, put defenses in uh, to rotations and kind of just keep moving. Uh, I feel like that's when we're at, when we're at our best. So uh, we were able to get to that and execute later down the stretch today. But another guy who's also performing like a veteran, Jonathan Kaminga. Jonathan Kaminga has looked more and more comfortable as it's gone on. Again, last night, 22 points prior to him fouling out. 30 minutes on the floor, 9 of 17 shooting. 4 of 8, four of eight from the free throw line. If he's going to be the guy that gets to the hoop, uh, the free throw percentage is going to have to go up. But he was a plus 26 on the floor, which led the team by a large margin. Jordan Poole was second in plus minus, but he was a plus 19. But Steve Kerr talked about Jonathan Kaminga after the game and just said, look, the game is slowing down for him. He's so gifted, so explosive. Uh, the game is slowing down for him a little bit. Uh, when he's down on the post, you can see it. He's more patient. Um, he was going like a lot of rookies early in the season. He was going too fast, and you know, he's uh, he's really come a long way quickly. And you know, he's re- he's really playing at a high level. And he's just using that power, using that power, making the defense think, going up against Bam Bam out of bio one on one. Not afraid to take that matchup. And I was very impressed with him in that game against the Bucks. Statistically, it wasn't that great, but just going up against Giannis Antetokounmpo one-on-one, not afraid to do it. Not afraid to go to the rack on P.J. Tucker, although there were a couple of times where P.J. Tucker said, look, you're still a rookie. You're still a rookie, and I'm the veteran. I'm one of the better defensive players that we've seen uh, in the past few years. So you're not going to take advantage of me the entire game, but... Jonathan Kaminga was impressive, too. And then Andrew Wiggins. Andrew Wiggins with, don't call it a comeback. I don't know what it was. It was. It, I need to see more from Wiggins, to be honest, for him to be, to be fully back. And he did say that 
he could capitalize on this one. This is a big game. Miami's one of the best teams in the league. And, you know, we, we went out there, competed. I feel like this is one of my better games I had in, you know, a little stretch. So got to carry it on. You know, have that same mindset I did in the second half. Maybe it's just the the one game that he's needed to come back. Maybe it's he needs something to jumpstart him here. Um, and we'll see what happens with, with Andrew Wiggins. I need to see more of it before I uh, fully proclaim like he's back to being the Andrew Wiggins that became an all-star starter, or at least became an NBA all-star, because he did get help from that, from that K-pop singer, let's be honest, and it came down to a fan vote, so he was the all-star starter there. Uh, but it's going to take a couple more games for me there, but it, it's not going to take much more to convince me that Jordan Poole truly belongs on this team and I want to get to a larger Jordan Poole conversation coming up next 888-957-9570 that's the Comcast business text line as well as the phone number if you want to weigh in but I also want to get into this the Jimmy Butler Udonis Haslam Eric Spolstra exchange that happened on Miami Heat's bench if you didn't see it during the commercial break go and watch the video and then come back because you got to hear Spolstra's reaction after the game he had a pretty funny uh, he had a pretty funny quote from the post game presser Stephen Langford on the pregame show 957 the game Now back to the pregame show on 95.7 The Game. Here's Stephen Langford. Another knocker. Kick this game around like soccer. Ugh! So happy after last night's win. The Warriors needed it. The Warrior fan base needed it. We needed it at 5 a.m., Everyone who wakes up this early, watches every single game, the dedication that you guys have, who are texting in at the Comcast Business text line, who are texting in at the phone number, or calling in at the phone number, you don't text in at the phone number, they're the same numbers, the Comcast Business text line and the phone number, 888-957-9570. But the dedication that everybody has to watching this team night in and night out, no matter the time that they play... And for us, the ones who are up this early, these games that happen at 4 o'clock, 4.30, the odd start time with San Antonio, these games that happen early enough where we can watch the entire thing, even though we watch the entire thing anyway, and we can get a reasonable night's sleep, they perform. It was great. Now, I want to get to a larger Jordan Poole conversation here at 888-957-9570 at the Comcast Business Text Line. But we know that he is, Jordan Poole, is going to be in the starting five for the rest of the regular season. We know that. As long as Steph's out, Jordan Poole is going to be in that starting five. But has he done enough already to where you're saying he needs to be in that starting five come playoff time. Has he done enough already? Comcast Business Text Line, 888-957-9570. 11 straight games with 20 or more points. 54% from the field, 49% from three, 89% from the free throw line in the month of March. He has been fantastic this month. He's going to be a candidate for player of the month. But do you need to see more to put him into the starting five? Or is it just for you, done deal, 
Put him into the starting five now. He's shown me enough. You cannot put this guy on the bench. He needs to be in the starting five as well as the closing lineup. Triple eight nine five seven nine five seven zero. So as you get your texts and your phone calls in, you know what? Let's go to Anthony and Vacaville first uh, before I get to this thing that happened on the Heat bench last night because it was fantastic. But Anthony and Vacaville, what's going on? What's up, Stephen? It sounded like you had your timeless this morning. I did. You hyped. All right, good. I could tell. So check me out. Um, I, I, I'm, I'm liking what I'm seeing from Jordan Poole. I think most of us, you know, just true basketball fans, we understand that you know we need what he brings. He brings a certain element of being able to score and create for himself. I think you were saying that yesterday, and that's pretty good. Um, last night's win was great because you are able to see like. We can use more Kaminga. We can use more of, um, what's his name, Damian Lee. Like, he's not a starter at all, but I like when he does get his opportunity. He's pretty efficient, and he's, and he's, and he's somebody, that, somebody that we can count on. So I, I appreciate that. Um, I don't know about putting JP in the starting lineup because, like, you know, it's, it's, it's still Clay's show. Right. I can understand the argument. I really, really can. Um, because Clay still gives us a defensive element that JP doesn't give us, but I I believe that it's getting harder to it's getting harder to to, to not keep him in the starting lineup. If anybody was going to sit down, man, I sit him. I would sit Wiggins over uh, over JP. Interesting. I would let JP take Wiggins' uh, position. I know Wiggins does give us a defensive component that JP doesn't, but like. This is a game of buckets, and like you know, we we, we have some pretty cool defensive guys. Like Kaminga plays defense really well, and of course Clay and Draymond. So like, I would I would I would I would have JP start mm. for Wiggins at this point, especially because JP is a ninety percent free throw shooter. Um, and about the Eric Spoelstra situation over there in Miami, from what I understand, um, uh, but Butler was he was he was talking crap to uh, to Eric Spoelstra. Yeah, you know, has him as an OG. And he's been there for a long time, and I don't think he was going to allow that. But his, res- but Eric Spoelstra's response was pretty funny because he said, "Yeah, we're just talking about where we're going to go eat after here, and we were getting our, you know, what kicks." So everybody was pretty animated. Whoa, but, whoa, uh, whoa, Anthony! Gonna... Anthony, you're blowing the Yo. lead here. I was going to tease oh, into that sound. Man, what are you I'm, doing? I'm a professional. I'm a, I'm a truck driver. My bad. <laughs> <laughs> I know the shit that's going on. But hey, man, it's all love, dog. Hey, have a good day. I'll talk to you guys later. Oh man, you too, Anthony. I appreciate it. <laughs> oh, oh, that's great. But the Comcast business text line, 888-957-9570. You can, of course, text in all the texts that you want about the game uh, last night. We've been going through it for the past half hour or so, just how complete of a game it was when you needed Damian Lee and Bielitsa. Two guys yesterday who I'm sitting here saying, oh, they should have made that move at the deadline where maybe they should have taken their contract off the books and gotten someone in the buyout market. Well, then they come out and have a couple of their better games of the season. Damian Lee's best game of the season, Bielitsa, uh, he didn't do anything to hurt the team or give up the lead. I thought Bielitsa was actually a very good big coming off the be- uh, uh, good as a big coming off the bench last night. Um, you know, defensively there are a couple of lapses there as it happens with Bielitsa, but on the offensive end, six assists, getting it done, and then rebounding the basketball too. Uh, whenever there were some misses from the Heat defensively, I thought he was playing very physical uh, on the glass. So I was I was very happy with Bielitsa's performance.
uh, last night. But I do ask the question here at the Comcast Business Text Line at 888-957-9570. Has Jordan Poole done enough for you as a Warrior fan where you're saying, oh, this guy's going to need to start in the playoffs? Or do you still need to see more? There's nine games left in the season. He's going to be in the starting five for the rest of the year as long as Steph's out. I don't know what's going to happen with Steph. Once he's reevaluated, who knows? Maybe they'll just say, hey, come on back. You're good. But for me, I don't think he's coming back until the playoffs, until the start. They might as well just rest him until then. But do you think Jordan Poole has done enough already to earn himself a spot in that starting five? Because as of late... It's looking like you need to get this guy as many minutes on the floor as you can. And when he's in the starting five, he just appears to be more confident. So that's what I want to know from you at the Comcast Business Text Line at 888-957-9570. But as you get your texts and your calls coming in, this thing that happened with Spolstra and the bench, and the bench with Jimmy Butler. So the Warriors start off the second half. They go on a 19-0 run. Now, the Heat had been playing catch-up a majority of the first half, and they managed to do so. They tied it up after the first quarter, and they managed to make it close by the end of the second. That Kyle Lowry layup was so frustrating. But the Warriors opened up the second half on a 19-0 run. So you go to the bench, you see Jimmy Butler sitting there, you see Eric Spolstra in the normal position that a head coach is in, he's got the clipboard, he's ready to write stuff, and when you had the when you had that camera angle from NBC Sports Bay Area, you couldn't really see what Eric Spolstra was saying. You couldn't really hear you, you couldn't hear the words. And then you could see Udonis Haslam is getting involved in it. Udonis Haslam, Heat Lifer. Like this is that's his team. I don't, I don't even care if he doesn't play. That is Udonis Haslam's team right there. You do not disrespect anybody in front of Udonis Haslam. Clearly, Jimmy Butler was doing that. And then there was another camera angle that came out, and it looked like they were about to fight. <laughs> like, like you know, just for lack of a lack of just for just for the younger audience out there, Udonis Haslam was se- telling Jimmy Butler, "I'll beat your butt. <laughs> I'll beat your butt." That's the censored version. I heard Bonte use that on the post game show last night. And then Eric Spolster is looking at Butler like, "What you want to fight me?" And then he gets up, and the team has to hold him back. I don't know what was being said there. The frustrations totally boiled over. And the Heat, I don't think this has anything to do with their team chemistry. I genuinely think frustrations just boiled over because the Warriors just went on a 19-0 run on you when they're playing with a majority of their bench players. Like you're getting you're you're getting beat out there by Damian Lee and Andrew Wiggins. Like that's got to be very frustrating for a team that's in first place in the Eastern Conference. And as we've talked about, they lost to the 76ers when the Sixers were without Embiid and Harden. So frustrations boiled over. And I don't know what Jimmy Butler said. That still remains to be seen. But it looked like it was going to come to a physical altercation between those two, between those guys. Udonis Haslam, I would not want to mess with that dude. But Eric Spolster, after the game, this is what he had to say when he was asked what was being said in that huddle on the bench. 
but I was wondering where the dinner plans were tonight after the game. Um, it was pretty clear. Like we have a very competitive, gnarly group, and we're getting our asses kicked. And it's two two straight games, uh, we were not playing to the level that we wanted to play. And I would say virtually every single person in that huddle was uh, pretty animated about uh, you know our our disappointment and how we were playing. Look, I don't know what's going to happen with the team going forward, and frankly, I don't care about whether their chemistry is off or not because it's not the Golden State Warriors. We've seen players and coaches interact like this uh, all the time, so I have no doubt that they can you know, bounce back from that as a team. But when you're the opposing team and you're an opposing fan watching your team cause that reaction, there's nothing like it. There really, there's, there's nothing like it because you got them so frustrated, going on a 19 to zero scoring run to start off the second half, where these guys are already fighting in the third quarter, and that's the type of thing that deflates a team. Doesn't motivate them. Doesn't motivate them to get better. You could tell that the body language there, they're getting frustrated by the fact that they are getting cooked by a rookie in Jonathan Kaminga, along with. Jordan Poole, who I think has continued to be underrated by a lot of these teams, I think they're starting to notice now, All right, we really got to focus on this guy on defense and try to make things work. Spolster actually showed that at the end of the fourth quarter, and I'll play Steve Kerr's comments after the game talking about Jordan Poole, but that's what I want to get to here. The conversation here at 888-957-9570. We know that Jordan Poole is going to be in that starting five for the rest of the regular season. But has he already done enough for you to say, oh, he deserves just as many minutes as Clay Thompson or Andrew Wiggins? That dude needs to be in the starting five come playoff time. Has he already done enough for you? Do you need to see more? Or are you just saying, no, we are not putting Jordan Poole in the starting five. He's going to come from the bench to start off. We can maybe put him into the closing lineup at the end of the game. But to start off in the first, I don't know, five, six minutes of the game, he's not going to be there. What do you think at 888-957-9570? Because last night, he was awesome. You know, it it looked like he was the most dominant player on the floor, which is crazy to think about considering you're on the floor with a bunch of guys like Bam Adebayo, and Adebayo was awesome. Adebayo is always awesome. I I really like him. I mean, he's the he is what you want in a center in this generation. He can shoot from the mid range. He's got strength. He's got size. He can rebound. He can pass. He can do all of that. He has everything that you want. But when you're talking about him, along with Jimmy Butler, Kyle Lowry, and Kyle Lowry was awesome too, but Jordan Poole looked better than all those guys. He looked better than all those guys. Kyle Lowry, every single three that he was taking, he was just knocking down all of them. He was six of nine from the three-point line. <laughs> it's like, wow. Wow. So I want to know from you, 888-957-9570, how are you feeling about that? Because I think he has done enough. Now the question is, would you bench Clay Thompson or Andrew Wiggins? And in my opinion, if you were going to have to choose between the two, because I think Jordan Poole has certainly done enough to earn earn a starting job, 
But seeing how Steph, Clay, and Jordan Poole played together on the short amount of time that they were on the court together, that lineup was devastating. And if you put those three in, along with Draymond Green at the four and Kevon Looney at the five, and then maybe you sub out Kevon Looney after four minutes and you bring in Andrew Wiggins. Andrew Wiggins can play the four, and you can really switch things up between him and Klay Thompson, whatever you want to do, and then have Draymond play the small ball five, and you go out with that lineup. Then eventually you ease GP2 and Jonathan Kaminga into it. I don't know what's going to happen with Wiseman. I don't know where they're going to get another big man. I guess you'd eventually have to play Bielitsa. I don't really want to do that during the playoffs, but I think they could make things work. But really, I just want I just think that Steph, Clay, and Poole need to be on the court together as much as possible come playoff time. Cuz really, right now the Warriors, they're underdogs going into the playoffs. I know you'd say with with championship contenders, with Steph, Dre, and Clay, they're never underdogs, but they aren't looking as good uh, as a lot of these other teams right now. And I think to maximize their potential, Steph, Poole, and Clay are the three that are going to do it. So I, I think I, I think he's done enough already to earn that starting five spot. I mean, the, the Heat were game planning for him, game planning for him last night in the fourth quarter. Steve Kerr after the game, he was fantastic. You know, just running high screen and roll late in the game and uh, drawing a double team and moving the ball. You know, a couple of Wiggs' buckets came when they decided to double Jordan, and he got the ball out of his hands quickly. And he was uh, really, really amazing. But he's he's been he's been amazing for a while now. You know, he's really come into his own and we're going to stay on him about the defense and the boxing out. I thought he had uh, some really good plays uh, at that end and then some plays where he can get better. And so we're going to stay on him with that, but he's doing an amazing job and uh, it's fun to watch him, his success because um, he's really earned it. Interesting. Ernie from Concord from the 925. Steph, Poole, Clay, Wiggins, and Draymond. That's my team. So you'd be saying that Kevon Looney would be going to the bench. Interesting. Interesting. From the 510. I'm trying to I'm trying to find it here because you're saying, do you forget, do you guys forget who game six Clay is? Uh, I'm trying to, I mean, I don't know. I guess your I guess your text hasn't fully sent in. I don't know. I'm trying. I'm trying to find the continuation of your text, but I can't read it. Uh, but Game Six Clay, I'd love to see Game Six Clay again, but he hasn't shown much so far this season to where I'd think Game Six Clay would be back. But I'm also not saying to bench Clay because, again, Steph pooling Clay. If you have those three guys on the floor as much as possible, as my voice just cracked, I think that would be the key to success there. And then you can get Kaminga and Moses Moody coming off the bench. GP2, I'm going to say that again. Last night, GP2 made his presence felt. His 27 minutes, what he did on the defensive end off the bench, what he can do as a guard, he adds a whole new element. And if we're talking about depth going into the playoffs, you know, forget the starting five for a second. Forget even that conversation. If we're going to talk about depth within the playoffs, GP2 is that secret weapon that everybody has talked about. The reason that we have cliches is because 
it's usually appropriate to use that cliche. And when you call GP2 the secret weapon, which he's been called all season long, that's a cliche that fits. Is that even a cliche? I don't even know if that's a cliche. I guess that's just an. I guess so. I don't know. It's not like the quarterback carousel or the dominoes to fall, whatever it is. But GP2 is going to be a big key coming into these playoffs. And if he can get you what he got you last night with his 11 points, as well as what he does on defense, and he can rebound the basketball along with Jonathan Gaminga, I don't know. I mean, what are they going to be playing? Are they going to be playing like an eight-man rotation throughout the, throughout the playoffs? Is that what it's going to be going with here? Be very interested to see that. Very interested to see that. But man, Poole, he's done enough for me where I'm saying this dude, he needs to start if you're going to put him in the playoffs. And he needs to start along with Steph, Clay, and Poole. Because they'd never played on the, they hadn't played on the court together very much. It was a small sample size, but when they did, you already saw the chemistry. You already saw how open Jordan Poole was because even with Clay Thompson not shooting the ball well, even though he's, you know, shooting an average of like two of seven from three like he did in that last game, guys are still double teaming him because Clay shooters shoot and Clay could go off easily in any game. Easily could go off any game. So game six Clay, whenever that text from the 510 uh, came in here, when you're talking about Game 6 Clay, I'm not seeing it just yet, but I'm not ruling it out because we've seen it with Steph and we've seen it with Clay before. Remember Clay at the start of the, was it the 2019 season or the 2018 season, where he started off on this shooting slump that was just terrible and eventually he came back and everyone's wondering, has Clay lost his touch? I don't know, has Clay lost his stroke? Whatever it is. But he could easily have any sort of scoring night like that. So defenses are going to be paying attention to him. You're going to be leaving Jordan Poole open with the way that he's shooting threes and the way that he can get to the hoop? Well, if you do try and guard him, oh yeah, you also got Steph Curry. There's a reason why they call it the pick-your-poison lineup. That's what they're calling it now uh, on Twitter, on the internet. It's going to be fascinating to watch for the for for this home stretch of the se- uh, home stretch of the season and 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 what they're going to do going into the playoffs. But you know, take away all the bigger picture stuff. Jordan Poole has just been so fun to watch. The team was fun to watch last night. The effort that they were putting in. Kevon Looney, I think what he did trying to get this rebound, trying to get this loose ball, diving for it when. This dude hasn't been averaging that many minutes per game lately. He's trying to make it eight, uh, through the 82 games in the regular season. But when he dove for the loose ball, putting in all that effort just so he can get... I think the pass came off to Damian Lee by the time he dove for it and passed it when he was in the mid-fall to the ground. I mean, that's the type of thing right there that shows the effort the Warriors were putting in. Just an unbelievable game by, by, by Kevon Looney and the rest of this Warriors team. Jonathan Kaminga, the confidence is already there. The confidence has been there since the beginning of the season to get to the Cup. And even against a guy like Bam Adebayo, he's not scared to do it. And he's going to try and outsmart him by making those backdoor cuts while also getting some good passing involved. Damian Lee was awesome in last night's game. Best game of the season for him in his 31 minutes, 22 points. Three of six from the three-point line. 
9 of 9 from the free throw line. That's the number there that I never thought I'd see from Damian Lee. I didn't think he'd get to the line uh, nine different times. But you out-rebounded the Heat as a team 45-34, to which you just never expect. You shot 41% overall from three compared to the Heat, who shot 38. And they got a guy like Duncan Robinson, who was 4 of 11. And the team overall shot 51%, 52%, I'm going to round up here, 52% from the field compared to the Heat, who shot 43% from the field. They were playing well defensively. They were rebounding the ball well. They were playing like they were the better team out there. And the Heat were constantly playing catch-up the entire game. And that's what led to the little scuffle there on the bench. And only 13 turnovers compared to the Heat 10. So you didn't really lose in the turnover battle uh, too much either. Just an unbelievable game. Unbelievable game. From the 6-5-0, you think Poole is the sixth man of the year? Well, no, because it's hard to be a six. man That's a tough question. That's a tough question because it doesn't feel like he's even been a sixth man, you know? It feels like he's been within that starting five for a majority of the season just because of how many guys have been hurt. So I don't know if I... Maybe. It's a good question. You know what? I'm going to look that up before the end of the show here. Sixth man of the year betting odds. This is very unprofessional, but this is what I do. This is how, this is how, this is how I do it. All right, Tyler Hero is currently the favorite at minus 20... Jeez! At two... What? Tyler Hero is a large favorite. Large favorite. So, I don't know. Jordan Poole's not even on that list, so I guess not. From the 95, they need to rest Looney because if he goes down, it's over. Well, they're not resting him. His number one goal was to make it through the entire season, and I think that he is going to achieve that goal. Can't wait to see that down the stretch. But a big win for the Warriors over the Heat, 118-104. to Bonte Hill, Joe the Butcher Boy Shasky, they are coming up next here on 95.7 The Game. You got me and producer Ryan Mauser behind the glass up until 9 o'clock. And as always, go sports. Now with the MLB app, you can get baseball your way. Pick your favorite team, your favorite players, and get customized highlights, stories, and breaking news right on your home feed. Follow the action with Game Tip, where 3D replays add another dimension. Plus, notifications can keep you connected to every pitch, every hit, every game. The MLB app. Baseball, your way. Download it now for free from the App Store or Google Play. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trade parts used with permission.